Now back to the Tribune's Rick Pearson. It's the Sunday Spin on 720 WGN. Good Sunday morning. Welcome back to the Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio. Joining me for this segment of the Sunday Spin is Michael C. Dorf, attorney, and George Van Dusen, who's mayor of Skokie. And they are the authors of Clear It with Sid, a biography of Sid Yates, the, the late congressman who served 50 years uh, from uh, and came in with the uh, uh, was the reelection of uh, Truman and uh, went out in 99 and clear it with Sid. It's 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 I have to tell you, I don't get a chance to read a lot of books and. Plus, I didn't really know Sid Yates at all. I was, during that time, kind of primarily focused on Springfield coverage and things like that. And so, you know, he was an iconic name, but I didn't really know that much about him. But when you look at the history uh, that his tenure spanned in Congress and the changes that occurred over time... uh, just fascinating stories. I mean, when you think of him getting elected in 1948, it was a 50-50 district, Republican-Democrat district. Uh, he was at risk in the early years of being defeated by a Republican. And now you kind of look at the, the, the North Shore and the, and the changes that have occurred there, uh, the evolution that has occurred here. But it is it is a story about the evolution of a country, it I is. think, in many ways. So, uh, I mean... I'd like to hear from each of you, what was the most interesting aspect you found in in researching the book? Mayor? Well, I think it was discovering a person Michael and I hadn't known. Uh, We both worked for him for many years. I here in Chicago, Michael in D.C., and we thought we knew him. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had worked on many campaigns. We saw him in all kinds of situations, political, legislative, so on. And when he retired, we started talking about the fact that we thought he deserved to have a good biography done of him. There aren't many about members of Congress, speakers, yes. Leaders. And, And we just... And we need to do more of that kind of thing to help educate the public. Plus, he had a fascinating career, as you mentioned. But the more we got into the book and the research, we discovered a person we did not know. And he really is just a fascinating individual. Uh, He worked at the job. Uh, He was a principled individual. Uh, He gave his loyalty to uh, people like John Kennedy. He helped Kennedy out. And the story of the 62 election, I think, is fascinating. (laughs) I want to get to that. But, Michael, what what did you find the most interesting well, part well, when 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 george and i both started working for the congressman he was already a big shot he was he was already an elder statesman he was what they call one of the cardinals of the congress these were the the chairs of the appropriations subcommittees and so they they controlled billions of dollars of, of federal federal money um we we didn't know him as the 
the young person who who ran unsuccessfully for alderman in 1939 which was which is a race that no one in the office ever told us about in, in all the years we we knew we knew them uh, we didn't know about his, his his naval career we didn't know about some of his early crusades he uh, he did a crusade to ban uh, switchblade knives from interstate commerce thinking that uh, this this would um, and crime and juvenile delinquency. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I thought that was very interesting because I mean it, it, it kind of reminded me of like the trying to ban comic books for, because <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Absolutely. And what, what was so interesting to us is um, we had always respected him, and, um, but I tend I liked him a lot more after I, I started learning about the early years and what what he went through to to get where he was when we first met him. I, I have to tell you that. The, one of the most fascinating parts of the book involved uh, Hyman Rickover, and uh, and I'll let you guys tell the story. Uh, but but the concept of here is the father of the nuclear navy and the uh, discrimination inside the navy uh, that he was up against. Uh, to the point where you know here is the man who basically designed the the first nuclear submarine, and when they have the keel laying ceremony, he's not even invited. It, it, yeah. it took it took a vendor to invite him. But we, I, I, either one of you, if you want to explain the story. There, there was a- absolutely institutional anti-Semitism in, in the Navy, and Rickover had been was a captain had been on the engineering line, not on command line, but engineering, and. Uh, he had been passed over twice for for promotion to admiral, and under the rules of the navy, if he got passed over a third time for admiral, he would be um, uh, cashiered from from the navy. He'd have one year left, and he'd have to retire. And he'd have to mm-hmm. have, have to retire. And uh, Yates took took it on as a as a crusade, um, partly because Rickover was was from Chicago. That's why there's a Rickover Academy at Sen uh, Sen High School. Um, uh, but but also be, be, be because it was just such a, a great unfairness, um, and he took on uh, two presidents, uh, Eisenhower and Truman. Uh, he took on the Navy. Uh, he took on the the, uh, the Senate Armed Services Committee, uh, and uh, he succeeded in. Uh, the, the Navy never admitted they were wrong. But what they ended what they ended up doing is they they created a slot for. A promotion from a captain to admiral who is an expert in nuclear propulsion, and there was only one person in the entire United States Navy who fit that slot, and 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 Rick overgot the promotion. Yates later said it was one of the the, the greatest triumphs of, of of his career. But when he talked to Rick over, and and took up the cause, Rick over said, "I don't want you to make this an anti-Semitism as an issue here." Which basically seems like telling you're handicapping the lawyer, you know. And Yates didn't. Right. Yates honored the uh, the commitment he had given Rickover, but there were uh, there were four members of Rickover's staff who did cooperate with Yates, and I think what the story shows is what Yates was becoming. He was very thorough. Uh, when uh, Rickover's brother-in-law came to Yates' office, which is the original, Berman, the original entree to this issue, uh, he was a constituent, another constituent. Yates listened to him, didn't know a lot about Rickover other than he was from Chicago and bright man and Jewish, but he spent a lot of time studying it. He talked to Rickover's staff. 
And even though Rickover himself wasn't very cooperative, he kind of turned an eye, in knowing that his staff was helping. Uh, he, Rickover was a smart politician, not a particularly likable human being. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say that. A very difficult human being. Uh, and everybody acknowledged that. But at the same time, he had a cadre of very bright young men, one of whom would go on to become president of the United States, Jimmy Carter, who were utterly devoted to him. But after vetting the situation, Yates took it on. And once he took something, he didn't let go. Uh, to him, it wasn't just good PR in his congressional district back home in, the, uh, in Chicago. It was more than that. And you see that with him when he takes on the SST. You see it again when he takes on the ABM. And then, of course, when he becomes chairman of the Appropriations Subcommittee, uh, he becomes a negotiator and knows how to deal. And, of course, his maybe the triumph he's most well-known for was preserving the National Endowment for the Arts, which also took a lot of perseverance. Especially especially what, what prompted... And, and still kind of makes that an issue these days of, of questions about obscenity and what is art and those kinds of things. We're speaking with George Van Dusen. He's the mayor of Skokie and Michael C. Dorf. He's an attorney. They are the authors of Clear It with Sid, the biography of the late Congressman Sid Yates. I'm Rick Pearson. This is the Sunday Spin. Let's fly, let's fly away If you can use some exotic booze There's a bar in far Bombay Come fly with me Let's fly, let's fly away Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pierce from the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio joined by Michael Dorff and George Van Dusen. They are the authors of Clear It with Sid, a biography of uh, Congressman Sid Yates. Speaking of Fly With Me, and you touched on this, Mayor, briefly about his role in killing the SST as a, as a federally subsidized program. And it turns out it was almost prophetic that, uh, you know, the, the aviation evolved. No one's looking for an SST. No. Uh, again, it, it shows Yates' willingness to do the work that it takes. But also, he was uniquely situated. Uh, he was out, he, he had returned to Congress after losing the race for the Senate and needed to find an issue that he could use. Uh, and he found the SST, not quite by accident. Uh, he and a couple other members of Congress, very junior in status, were opposed to it. But all of the leadership, Democrat, Republican, Democratic presidents, Republican presidents, all supported the project, as well as the machinist union. He was going to create a 
thousands of jobs, and it really was looked at as a Cold War issue because Russia was developing. Well, I was going to say it was almost well. another form of space race kind of mm-hmm. issue at that time, and and that's how they they were they were. Uh, projecting it but but Yates Yates realized first it was an environmental disaster the science of it and the technology was was not there the uh, sonic boom the factor sonic boom factor and and it was just so overpriced and and he said this is just a bad project we shouldn't be doing it let's talk about 1962 when he decides to run for the US Senate uh, and that's Everett McKinley Dirksen a Republican from Pekin uh, uh, and in, in fairness, a statesman in his own right, um, difficult race uh, to to make. Well, it, it it didn't seem difficult at the time. Dirk Dirksen was the uh, uh, the Republican leader of the Senate at the time, but um, Lou Harris, who uh, the, the who's now the famous pollster, was then just starting out. Was Yates's pollster then, and said that uh, Yates. Could, could beat him on domestic issues. This is the time when Kennedy was talking about uh, starting me- Medicare and, and, a, and a number of domestic programs, and Dirksen was very weak on that. Plus, um, there had been a, a Governor Yates, Governor Richard Yates, uh, who's uh, the, the Illinois governor during the Civil War, and all of these downstate people thought that... that gravitated that, uh, to the name. Gravitated to the name. And so he had much stronger strength downstate than, than it was expected. And so it, it really looked like it, it, it was a very, very competitive race. Lou Harris told uh, told Yates and, and his chief of staff, Mary Bain, uh, this is very winnable. And, and so he, he jumped in. But... But... Uh, it, it's one thing to jump in, and, and it seems almost unheard of in this kind of heightened political atmosphere that we live in is that uh, Sid Yates helped uh, John Kennedy yes, he in, did. in the in the Jewish community and did outreach uh, for him. And, and it was even it was, it was yeah. even more than it was, it was. It became very personal. Yates and Kennedy had known each other for a while. They were they were part of this group of young veterans who were in the House of Representatives who would, who would meet every Tuesday night for dinner and talk about issues. Uh, in 1952, Kennedy is uh, is running for Senate for the first time, and he has no Jewish support in Massachusetts because his father, Joe Kennedy, right. uh, is an acknowledged anti-Semite and had been a, a Hitler sympathizer during the during the 30s. And so, as partly as a result of the Rickover race, Yates had become a national Jewish spokesman. Kennedy asks his friend, Sid Yates, to come to Massachusetts and campaign for the Jewish community. Uh, Kennedy wins the race uh, over Henry Cabot Lodge by only about 75,000 votes. So then, and then Yates is an absolute supporter of Kennedy in running for president. 1962 happens. Uh, Yates now wants to run for Senate and expects that his old friend, John Kennedy, who he saved in 52 and whose administration he's totally supported, would support him for the race. And, and he didn't. He stabbed him in the back. And it tells you a little bit about what the nature of the House was. 1960 was a good year for Yates, uh, in one sense. Kennedy won the election. He has a friend in the White House. However, he was supposed to become chairman of an appropriations subcommittee. The chairman of the appropriations committee hates Yates, going all the way back to 48. And decides, I don't want a Jewish liberal 
is a chairman of one of my subcommittees. Yeah, I mean, let's remember, you know, we're talking about Dixiecrats back then, too, and, yeah. and that whole polarization factor he was, in uh, Democrats. The chairman uh, was a Southern segregationist, and he was an anti-Semite. And Yates had used and, his position on the Appropriations Committee to, to try to defeat desegregation, and this was before Brown versus Board. So, so there, there was a lot of, a lot of dislike there. Uh, and uh, in 60, he just abolishes the subcommittee. And Yates, uh, in an interview, uh, said at the time, where am I going? I'm stopped by the Dixiecrats. I can't go anywhere so he decides he's going to take on Dirksen for the Senate, and he had every expectation that he could win the race. As Michael pointed out, uh, his pollster told him, uh, the weekend of Labor Day, which in those days was the kickoff for the uh, partisan election, you can win. Uh, and, and then, of course, Kennedy... He had formed a friendship, but also a political alliance with Dirksen. And then Lyndon Johnson jumped in as well. We, we have a White House tape that Lyndon Johnson made uh, in 1964 after he, he became president, um, where he is on a phone call with Everett Dirksen, and he says, uh, and, you know, you owe me. The, uh, uh, the White House came to me in 1962 and said, should we support Sid Yates? And, and I said to them, uh, it'll be a national tragedy the day that Everett Dirksen isn't in the Senate. So Kennedy's working against him. Lyndon Johnson's working against him. Uh, we, we, we have a, uh, a, an interview with, with somebody who said that uh, Mayor Richard Daley um, got a phone call from Kennedy telling him to, to lay off on, on this race. Uh, George, my one dispute in this is, is to what extent did, did Daley follow, follow through on that. But, but certainly, we absolutely clear, all of the national Democratic leadership was trying to help Dirksen, the Republican, uh, stay in the Senate. Even Mike Mansfield, the majority leader of the Senate, organized a tribute to Everett Dirksen on the floor of the United States Senate. <laughs> Hubert Humphrey, the liberal icon, stood up along with Mansfield and paid tribute to Everett Dirksen. And, of course, that was the headlines all back home. And toward the end of the campaign, the Cuban Missile Crisis occurred. Kennedy sent, sent an airplane to O'Hare Airport to bring Dirksen back to Washington. And there's the famous little vignette of Dirksen at the airport having alerted the media, and he supposedly is talking to his wife, but of course he was talking rather loud. Honey, I have to go back to Washington to help the young president in this national crisis. I'm not going to be able to campaign very much because of this. Well, the poll, the hit, poll switched overnight. Sure, uh, that's the, the, the ball game. That really ball game sense. over. Gentlemen, I mean, just we could talk for hours about this, and I, I, I regret that our time has come to a close here. But I mean, we're in the holiday time. This is a great gift, this book. Clear it with Sid. Uh, Sid Sidney R. Yates in 50 Years of Presidents, Pragmatism, and Public Service. Gentlemen, a great book. Thank you so much, thank Michael you, Dorf, George Van Dusen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. Thank, thank you. you. Enjoy being with you.